Hey folks, back at you with another episode today. We've got Timothy Seabrook, who is a real estate investor from my old hometown of Fort St. John, British Columbia. That's that's the neck of the woods I was born and raised in. So this is really interesting. Not only that, but Timothy's also into lease options or rent to own, which I did for a number of years. Timothy's been doing this for a couple of years. He's got uh, 10 deals that he's done, or he's got on the go as a part-time business. And now he's looking to scale that and, and take it to the next level. So Timothy, great to have you on the show. Yeah, great to be here. Yeah, man. So, hey, tell us a little bit about where you're at right now. What does your portfolio look like? What does your real estate investing business look like? Uh, what, you know, for folks that aren't familiar with it, what is rent to own and and what area are you doing that in? I know that was, that was supposed to be one question. That's like six, but you know what? I'm, where <laughs> yeah. are you at right now? Yeah, right now I'm mainly focused on rent to own largely because I keep coming back to it because I don't have a lot of competition there. Yeah. Um, you know, if I'm doing flips or, you know, bigger buy and hold multifamily, there's a lot of other people doing it. Whereas rent to own, there's not a lot of people doing it at any kind of scale. Yeah. So I keep coming back to that here just because it's, uh, you know, you can be a, a little, a big, the big fish in a small pond pretty easy uh -huh. with that. And, uh, there's I, i've proven the system basically you know over the last uh been doing it part-time for about five years a couple deals a year you yeah. know i've figured out learning how to work with partners how to position your rent to own when you're talking to a tenant buyer mm -hmm. you know been through some different experiences proven uh -huh. the system out nice, nice. <laughs> and now kind of work my main focus right now is building systems around those things that i know Mm -hmm. so that we can scale up and start doing that more repetitively and, and faster. Yeah. Very smart. All right. Well, I love the fact that you've been doing this for five years now, part-time you're working at, at the job or whatever the business that, that you're doing. And this is kind of a part-time thing. What do you, just yeah. out of curiosity, what else do you do? I, I'm a uh, commercial helicopter pilot. Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that is very cool. All right. So Timothy, you're doing these, what kind there's, there's different kinds of rent to own deals. You know, there's sandwich leases where you basically, you, you're not even buying the property. You're just kind of leasing it with a right to sublet it. And you've got an option and you're giving somebody else an option. So that's a creative way. Those are the kind of deals I did way back in the day. Yeah. And then there's, there's other kind of rent to own deals where you buy the property and then you sell it as a rent to own. And then there's the third kind which is where you find the tenant buyer, you go buy the kind of property that they can afford and that they want, and then you lease option that back to them while you help yeah. them get qualified for financing. Which one, if any of those, do you kind of follow along with? My, my main focus is tenant buyer first, tenant first. Yeah. yeah. So I, most of my focus is on uh, qualifying and finding tenant buyers. That I is do the have, biggest I job, did, right? Yeah. Yeah. I did a sandwich lease option last year. Mm -hmm. uh, just worked out where the property came to me first. And I said, well, let's see if we can find a tenant for this. And that worked out, uh, yeah. but mostly tenant first. Okay. And you're based in Fort St. John. Are you doing most of your deals in Fort St. John or do you have a pretty broad? Most, area? most of them, most of them Fort St. John. Mm -hmm. uh, I've also branched out into Grand Prairie. I did a deal there last spring okay. and I'm advertising and we're talking to mortgage brokers, building connections and looking to grow the Grand the Grand Prairie uh, portfolio as well. All right. So for folks that aren't familiar with the geography, 
Grand Prairie is give or take, uh, depending on how fast you drive, about an hour, hour and 15 minutes from Fort St. John, right? So, well, you're a helicopter. It, you're, it, you're, you're, yeah, you're taking a helicopter. It doesn't take you very long. It, it's probably about an hour and 15 from Dawson. This is oh, about yeah. two hours from Fort St. John. That's yeah. right. All right. Very good. Okay. So you're doing tenant first. For folks that aren't familiar with that, that means that Timothy goes to a lot of time, effort, and trouble to find qualified tenant buyers, people, homeowners who don't quite qualify for a mortgage today, but who hopefully right. will in the not too distant future with, with some help. Yeah. And then you uh, get a, I would imagine you get a fairly good sized non-refundable option type fee from them up front and then go house shopping. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Usually is a, uh, if we're buying a house, I want to see something up front. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then we figure out a budget timeline for them, all that stuff. Look for how's I get an offer on it. Once we have an offer in place, then I, look for a joint venture partner and we partner up usually they buy the house and I stay on as the, as the managing partner. Okay, cool. Going. Yeah. All right. So just kind of unwrapping that a little bit, cause I'm, I'm always curious. Cause again, I did that, that business similar uh, mm-hmm. here in Kamloops for a number of years. Um, so how much, how much are the average kind of properties that you're, you're buying for people these days in, in that area? Uh, anywhere between, uh, 250 i would say kind of on the lower end mm-hmm. to uh, 400 on the higher end so 250 to 400 are these are, are you looking at townhouses and condos as well as detached single family homes or is there what's what I, I try i try to stick as much to single detached yeah um if i'm doing like the sandwich lease option thing where someone you know a, an owner has approached me with looking for a tenant buyer i've uh, looked at townhouses Mm -hmm. um i have done them on mobile homes that are on town lots right before a little bit more challenging um but uh i i try to stay away from the stuff that has fees that you can't control yeah (laughs) they could go up surprisingly yeah exactly yeah 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 you want you want to get a a decent house on its own lot so worst case scenario if you need to you can turn around and resell that sucker without too much problem plus you don't have strata fees and all that kind of stuff yeah and and fort st john is a good market for it and and grand prairie as well because the average uh sale price is just under 400 so they're not 390 395 so you're you're right in the in the uh average beginner house at that price yeah the entry level home for the for the first time home buyer type market okay very cool so you're finding the tenant buyer they've got uh what, what are you looking for for an upfront fee from those these folks typically, typically Timothy? I, what I usually position for them is three percent. Three. So okay. They're looking at something that's three hundred thousand, you know, around the ten grand yeah. is usually a good number. I've gone as low as five for some people if they have a really good income and they can handle the higher monthly payments. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of been my hard lower limit. I'm kind of moving away from that just because now I'm finding that the people that started with less seem to be in a little shakier position. There's a reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a reason. So they got less. I'm starting to lean more towards pushing a little bit harder for that, for that 10, 10,000 rather than the five up front. But I, uh, I've, I've had as high as 30,000 up front. Okay. Yeah. That, that yeah. makes it much more likely to complete. That's for sure. Yeah. The, yeah. That, that couple, they completed in nine months. Okay. Really wow. Quick. That yeah. I've never had a rent on that fast. So hats off to you for that. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so now kind of switching gears, 
when we're talking about how you're bringing on joint venture partners or investors, how does that look? What, what, what are you doing? A lot of it just comes down to networking, talking to people, telling what I'm doing, you know, mm-hmm. when you're out and about at work uh, and just even getting online, um, mm-hmm. you know, always telling people what you're doing, sharing it. And, you know, before long, you find someone that's kind of interested in it. And it's just like, you, know, you should look into this. <laughs> yeah. 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 I can tell you all about it. So yeah. are you bringing these people on as joint venture partners right up front? Are they on title on the property? What does that look like for you, Timothy? Yeah, pretty much exactly that. Um, yeah. they, they, they buy the property, they put the down payment down, qualify for the mortgage, the title goes into their name. So um, the nice part, what I really like about that is they're never handing money to me. Right. Right. The money goes straight they're to the secured. lawyer. They're, they the house, know they're exactly secured. what yeah. they're getting into because their name's on title. Yeah. There's not names on title. So they never have to worry about handing it to me. And all of a sudden I'm off doing something because I never even see the money for it. <laughs> yeah. And how do you typically do the rev split or the profit split? What does that look like for you? I, I base it on a 50-50 split. So nice. if I'm doing Smart. all the work, bringing the whole deal, then he will do 50-50 with the investor that brings the down payment and qualifies for the mortgage. Um, and then if we, if we split, um, like I had one investor that wanted to make a little extra. So, you know, they became responsible for doing some of the book work, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So if we share responsibilities, we can work with the split, but I base it on that 50, 50 split with yeah. the work versus the, the funds. You know what? I think that's a really smart split, Timothy, because back in the day when I was doing this, yeah. I thought it'd be more clever to offer a fixed return even though we were setting things up that same way, they were coming on as they brought in the, you know, they brought in everything, but I was saying, okay, I'm going to, you know, assure that you're going to get 12.65% return on your money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great when everything's going great, but I tell you what, it sucks wind. If, if your tenant buyer flakes out and you got a vacant property for a while. So yeah. So I, I like the 50, 50 split because your investor Really, it's really easy to explain to them what what's in it for them, what they're going to be getting, and actually, yeah. at the end of the day, it lowers your risk because if the property's not generating income, you're not making money, and neither are they. But you're not coming out of pocket to pay them. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So again, take a look at at the the joint venture, the raising capital side of things. It sounds like you're doing a really good job with the networking, getting out there, getting the word out. So, you know. Have you set up anything kind of a little bit more structured or formal around that, around the, these kind of communications? That, that's what I'm working on right now. I have, yeah. I'm working with the mentor right now who's helping me set some of that stuff up. Nice. Um, my, my biggest thing that I'm learning is how to be more out there online because mm-hmm. I'm a lot better doing it in person than I am online. Yeah. Um, so coming up with, you know, sharing more things, uh, the, like the Instagram is fairly new for me and mm-hmm. getting comfortable with just making reels, sharing them on there. That's, yeah. that's kind of where my, my main focus is on my learning right now, uh, uh-huh. is getting that going. And the plan with that is to set up, uh, you know, virtual assistants, people that, you know, their tasks are to follow up with any leads that those generate and set up calls for me to chat with potential investors. Yeah. No, that, that sounds smart, especially because you're a busy guy flying around and you only got so many hours <laughs> in the day. Yeah. 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 No, that, that is very, very cool. So what, uh, 
Where do you see yourself going in the next year or so with your real estate investing business, Timothy? The plan for this year was to um, start getting up to that two deals per month. Mm. Get the volume up a bit. Well, that's quite a bit because you've been doing two a year up till now. <laughs> now you're going to, you know, you're going to, whatever yeah. that is, well, 12 times that. Uh, what's yeah, what's this, the plan for doing that? Well, this last year, I actually went from flying full time to flying uh, contract. And so the idea is to put a lot more time into what I was doing before. Um, last, I would say like the last uh, three or four years, I was working three in one shifts. So I was working yeah. three weeks on and a week off. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. So uh, my, my winters were slower. Like my shift, I would have lots of days off in the middle of my shift okay. so I could get extra stuff done. But of course, winter is kind of your slow time for real estate. Mm -hmm. And when it got busy in the summer, I'd be working three weeks straight, you know, Come come back for a week off. You need a couple of days to recuperate, get a couple of days of work done in real estate, and then back at it. So yeah. a lot of times things just kind of went by the wayside. Yeah. Um, this last year, I actually was doing real estate full time for a bit. I completely quit flying for a bit. Um, this year, I'm planning on going back and doing some part time flying, do some contract. But now it's only a two and two, so two weeks on, two weeks off. Oh, that'll make it. And if you get yeah, if you get those VAs set up and you got things chugging along while you're gone. That'll That's be right. really good. Well, okay. So not just sorry for bouncing around here. It's just stuff comes to mind because I was in that business. Yeah. Um, between Fort St. John, Dawson, uh, are you going to do stuff in Dawson Creek as well as Grand Prairie or just Fort St. John and Grand um, Prairie primarily? I, I've looked at deals in Dawson. I've never actually done one yet. Yeah. Um, I'm actually looking at some fourplexes there right now, um, but none of those deals have actually come to anything yet. But Okay. All right, but you're open to it. You're you're basically yeah. where it makes sense. You're open to doing a, a deal. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, in that right. neck of the woods. All right, very good. So it's been a long time since I've been up there. What what is the total population base of where you're looking to do business, give or take? Um, well, Fort St. John itself is right around twenty five thousand, mm -hmm. and then you have another twenty five thousand kind of in the rural area directly around Fort St. John. Mm -hmm. So, so fifty thousand in that area. Yeah. Uh, Dawson Creek is right around 10, I believe 10,000, uh, okay. but it's a really good help because it is on the highway between Fort St. John, Grand Prairie, Chetwin, you know, Southern BC, Northern BC and Alberta kind yeah. of all come together at Dawson. So it surprisingly has a lot of the, uh, a lot more amenities than you would typically see for a 10,000 person town. Yeah, like they're, they're building a brand new hospital there right now. You know, they're opening up there. They have three subways that are ready and the Tim Hortons, I think they're already getting a second Tim Hortons. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So for, for yeah, a, a 10,000 Grand, Grand Prairie is a big town. Grand Prairie. Grand Prairie yeah. They're right around that 80,000, 70 to 80,000. I wow. think. Yeah. They've grown yeah. a lot. Yeah. yeah. And then the whole surrounding area around there is a hundred and whatever yeah. thousand. Okay. Yeah. So you got a good, pretty good population base. What, you know, what kind of demand do you have from the tenant buyer side of things? Like, um, how many applications? Well, one of the big advantages, yeah. One of the big advantages to hear is we have one of the highest average household incomes as mm -hmm. well. Uh, the last report for Fort St. John was 139,000. Wow. So, um, you know, I think we're only beat by Fort McMurray, mm -hmm. and Fort McMurray has a lot higher house prices. Yeah. So, when you compare the, the average income to the average house price, this area is very unique. 
and I think very well suited for rent to own. Mm. And a lot of people, you know, a lot of people, nobody comes here for the weather. <laughs> everyone's, <laughs> yeah, everyone's coming here to get some good work, make some money. And, you know, a lot of times, it's so. life, you know, getting things going. So a lot of people come in here to rebuild things. Yeah. So I get a lot of people, you know, whether they're self-employed and just got their feet under them or, you know, they just went through a divorce, getting things set back up again, or they're a young family just getting going. Um, there, There's definitely a lot of demand. I think I'm at about um, in the five years that I've been doing it, I think I'm around 500 applications that I've gotten for rent to own. Wow. Now, not all of those. There's some absolute crap applications in yeah. there as well. But I, what, I would what say percentage would you say? 75, 80% probably aren't, uh, is not the right fit for them. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then, you know, there's a good 10, 10, 15% that it's not fit right now, like in a little bit, or if they work on it or really want it, they could mm-hmm. get it. And then, you know, try to weed it down to, you know, two to 5% of those people that are actually good. Yeah. And what ends up happening for me, just because I am busy, usually the people that aren't really that into it end up going by the wayside. And it's only the people that are on me. Like, let's they, do they it. chase you down. Do it. Yeah. They chase me down. Those are the people we end up doing it with. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll dial that much. You'll be much more effective and efficient with that, with a, a VA taking care of that nitpicky stuff yeah. for you. Exactly. No, that's yeah. great. Awesome, Timothy. Well, if people are interested in finding out more about you and connecting with you, what should they do? Uh, the best place is to go to Instagram at the Northern Investor. That's where I, my investor base is largely sp- uh, spawning from there. And then my my website is peaceriverleaseoption.ca, uh, but that's more my tenant buyer. But my contact information is on that on the website as well. Fantastic. Well, Timothy, keep rocking and rolling with uh, yeah. rent-to-own deals up in good old Fort St. John. It's been a real pleasure chatting with you. Yeah, for sure. All right, everybody, take care. We'll talk to you on the next episode.